This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. A good Thursday night football game going. Also, Aaron Judge. I don't think he'll ever see a strike from Boston. We'll discuss it next. That's the number to join our conversation on this Thursday night. Along with Harvey and Joe, we're here until midnight. Also, hit us up on Twitter, at Gordon Damon, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. Hi, Gordon Damer. Larry Hardesty, how we feeling, my friend? We're doing pretty good, Dr. Damer. We're doing pretty, pretty good. Uh, I understand why you don't like Aroldis Chapman, though. I mean, what is Boone doing bringing him into a one-run game? I mean, I could understand if it was a huge lead or I could understand if the Yankees had already clinched. And I get it. They're going to eventually clinch. But don't you want don't you want to start playing a little bit better? There's no other see- opportunities to bring him into a game and let him to test him out. And then a one when you're down one run. I'd rather see Zach Britton. I'd rather see anybody, Larry. <laughs> I'd rather they pick people out of the stands at this point. I know what I got with Chapman, and it ain't good. I don't I don't need to see any more of Araldis Chapman, and I don't need to hear, well, you know, he's he's really close to this. I really like this. I like seeing this thing. I like seeing that thing. Ugh, yuck. And I'm sure you weren't happy that Servino came in either. Well, look, the, the entire bullpen right now is suspect. And unfortunately, yeah. tonight, everybody has been bad, right? Yeah. Trevino is not exactly coming here. Uh, Clark Schmidt came in, gave up the lead. So it's been it's been bad all the way around. But they got to start putting some things together and, and trying to figure out who is going to be part of the bullpen puzzle come October. And October is not that far away. And I can say this right now with a certain level of clarity. Okay. Araldis Chapman shouldn't be part of it. You think so? Yeah, Araldis Chapman should not be part of it. He's I been terrible that. for too long that he, there's no length of time left in this season for him to prove himself to make you feel confident that you you can trust him in any kind of big spot. So he should be playing checkers with Montas. Yep, pretty much. Maybe they can put him in the MRI tube and come up with, oh, you know what, you have another tattoo. You didn't even know you had this one tattoo. This one's on your back, yeah. <laughs> Going to have to sit you down for a little while. But, I mean, it's not like the Yankees are brimming with options in the bullpen right now. I'll, I'll grant you that. True. This is true. Uh, Gordon, I saw your tweet earlier. Are you a little uh, dismayed at the pitching that the, that the judges no, got I mean, <laughs> No, I mean, no. Look, you'd like to see him do it, but I understand. I mean, even though the Red Sox have absolutely nothing to play for, they've already been eliminated. They're going to finish in last place and everything else. You know, uh, the Red Sox as a team don't want to be the team that gives up home run number 61. I'm a little surprised other teams haven't taken this same approach, right? We've been talking about this for weeks. Why is anybody pitching to Aaron Judge? And tonight, the the Red Sox have made it clear they're not pitching to Aaron Judge. The pitchers are so bad, Larry, the umpires can't even incorrectly call them strikes like they usually do. <laughs> I think it happens tomorrow night. It, 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 with baseball being baseball, it would likely happen on Apple TV. I mean, come on. Apple watches, Red Sox, Apple. Come on, Gordon. It's yeah, that, that's, that's their kind of deal, right? They love those Apple watches, so... It would just be fitting with baseball that it's on Apple and. It would be first pitch, too. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so people will miss it at the beginning as well. First pitch. But I tell you one thing. I would expect that a lot of the uh, free trials have gone up for Apple this week. Well, I, I believe that uh, – look, I'm paying for Apple TV, but I believe that you can just sign on the app. If you just put it – you know, if you just uh, download the app, right. you do not have to have an Apple subscription to watch the games. The games are free to watch oh. on Apple TV. I, di- I didn't know that. Uh, there are other shows on Apple that I've actually enjoyed watching. I had okay. my free trial. Uh, I've kept it for uh, probably maybe a month or two. Hmm. I'm going through some other stuff, so um, – but apparently, you do not need to be paying Apple to watch the games on Apple. Oh, okay, good. That's that's good to clear that up. But I mean, it, you but know, still, <laughs> it, you know, the baseball audience generally is not an audience that is going to be, you know, regular users of Apple TV. Mm-hmm. And you'd like to think the biggest moment in the in the season up until this point, and, and one of the biggest moments in the history of baseball would be available to watch where you usually watch games. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised it's not like the NFL, right? Where since it's the Yankee game and they're home, you should be able to watch it on, you know. Free TV? Yeah. Well, apparently they tried to get something done with that. Uh, uh, Andrew Marshanica, of course, the, the great media reporter for the New York Post, has been all over it and, yes, has tried to get some sort of an agreement so that they could show the game along with Apple TV, but Apple says no. So I, I don't know. Maybe there will be some agreement here. Uh, it just seems very strange that and even of the streaming services, or maybe Peacock would be even less because they did have mm-hmm. games on Peacock. I don't know if they still do, um, but it, it doesn't feel, you know, with at least with Amazon, it feels like more people have Amazon. Absolutely, I agree with or that. Or if it was Netflix, right? If they had a deal mm-hmm. with Netflix. It, a lot of people have Netflix. Yep. Apple still feels like it's kind of on the outside of the fringes. Very few people, it feels like, have Apple TV. But Bezos is listening. He'll have the baseball contract shortly. <laughs> I just want him to get that Sunday ticket. You know, because that's yeah. up in the air after this year. That's right. I thought so, he, I, he he was the leading candidate a couple of years ago. Come on, dude! You have you have money sitting around just collecting dust. <laughs> the 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 money is spoiling that you have so much of it. It's, Pablo it's, Escobar used to he used to have so much money uh-huh. in his heyday that he would like wrap it in rubber bands and just like store it in like rooms. But rats were getting into the Uh rooms and just eating them. That's how much money he had. Unbelievable. Yeah. Have any insurance on that money? I I don't, I don't (laughs) think, I don't think Pablo was a big insurance guy. (laughs) I'm not not sure. Not not that kind of insurance. No, not that kind of insurance. (laughs) Not that kind of insurance. No. Oh, it's interesting. It is. It is. Gorman got a pretty good football game going here. You know, it's so funny because I was looking tonight and with the baseball going on, that's my first priority. But, you know, you got the iPad sitting there. I said, hey, let me let me throw it on. And, and at least so far, even though what was the over-under tonight, 38 or something like that, yeah. not high expectations between these two teams and two backup quarterbacks. But it's been entertaining. It's a division game. So uh, we'll see if the, you know, the Browns. They have, I mean, they are very fortunate to even have one win. And if they can't beat the Steelers with Mitch Trubisky back there, by the time Deshaun Watson gets back, it's going to be over. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, guys, come on. You blew last week. You'd figure you'd come out uh, a house on fire tonight, and that has not been the case. No, it has not. And right now, uh, they've got a player face down on the field, Cleveland does. And that's not good. 
That's never good when you see that. Uh, Not generally. Right now it's 4-3. No, it's 14-13 with the Steelers having the one-point lead. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on this Thursday night football game for you. Of course, we'll keep you abreast of what's happening with the Yankees in the Bronx. Interesting conversation around Aaron Judge, Gordon. Uh, last night we heard Buster Olney say this was ever the greatest season personally ever, ever, ever. Somebody who covers baseball, one of you know Buster's colleagues, totally disagrees. We'll hear from him. And I want to get folks' thoughts while you're you know looking at uh, the game. I know you're listening to us. Just a couple of minutes before Judge gets back up again. Give us a call. Give us your thoughts on uh, are you a little now dismayed at the fact that People aren't just throwing, pitching to Aaron Judge the way they did a couple of days ago. 1-800-919-3776. Your calls are next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. The question is not, is Aaron Judge great? It's how great he is compared to his all-time peers is this the greatest season we've seen offensively in baseball history? And the answer, I believe, is no. Now, here's the thing. The greatest seasons in offensive history have dings to them. Babe Ruth was playing baseball when the game wasn't integrated. Barry Bonds put up some of the best adjusted OPSs of all time. Well, he did so with performance-enhancing drugs in his system. So if you want to talk about being clean, if you want to talk about the offensive environment, if you want to talk about the context surrounding everything Aaron Judge is doing this year, you could make a pretty good argument that it is one of the best seasons of all time. But at the top of the list, not quite there yet. But just That's Jeff Passant on SportsCenter talking about Aaron Judge's season. It's hard to see in Damer on ESPN New York tonight. We'll get to the calls in a second. Gordon, that's an interesting point by Jeff. And I would submit to him that the other thing that you have to take into consideration is the fact that Judge is facing pitchers who throw 100 miles an hour. He's not exactly facing the guys who's looking at the, looking at the lineup the third time around. No, we don't allow that in baseball anymore. You're looking at your, you've got shifts now where we've got four outfielders on occasion. Uh, it, it, is, it is such a different game from even what obviously Babe Ruth did and even Barry Bonds. And we're not, and Barry Bonds did not play 175 years ago. Yeah. I, and I mean, the fact that you, when you are saying that he's not having the greatest season of all time, the two examples you go to are someone who clearly was cheating and someone who played 100 years ago tells you, yeah, maybe it's not the great, but it's certainly in the conversation. It's cert- when, he, when you lead in every offensive category, when you are going to hit as many home runs as really nobody clean has hit in 61 years and very well might win the triple crown at a time where offense is harder to come by than really ever before, or at least in a very long time, I think you have to say it's among the greatest seasons in the history, offensive seasons in the history of baseball. Now, there's never going to be one answer. I mean, that's what, I mean, baseball's been going on too long. There's always going to be debate. But to think that it's not very high up there or that you can't create a, a pretty reasonable argument that this is the greatest se- offensive season in the history of baseball to me seems disingenuous. Yeah. And, and I get, you know, I get what Passon's saying. There's, there's things you can add to it. And he, Listen, is he ready to give it up to him yet? Obviously not. 
And But once again, see, this is what makes baseball so interesting, Gordon, because it's the sport that lives on this record history. It lives yeah. on it. Yeah, well, I mean, it really did before the whole steroid thing, but yeah, still absolutely does. Yeah, I mean, the steroid thing did definitely ding it up a little bit because some records are just, you know, the seventy-three is just ridiculous. Nobody's ever yeah. going to yeah. hit seventy-three again, no. almost certainly, unless well, who knows? Maybe a couple of years, Manfred <laughs> might introduce the five-run ball or so. You know, you never know, Larry. This, this home true? run's worth three, or you know, you never. We got to settle these ties before we go to extra innings. So you never know. But, yeah, it does feel like of all the sports, the numbers matter most in baseball. Yeah, and, and that's what makes the – that's what's such a struggle with them with how they explain this steroid era. It's, it's hard. They can't figure – which I don't understand. They talk about the dead ball era. We, we talk about that. We, we talk yeah. about the White Sox scandal. We talk about that. Right. You know, how come we can't talk about the steroid era? Well, I mean, I think it clearly we all agree that it does, right? Like at least see the thing with the separates people always say, well, why does everybody talk about Bonds and not McGuire and Sosa? Well, we do lump them all together, but the problem is is with McGuire and Sosa when they were doing it, we weren't we didn't know. We didn't know for sure that they were cheating. It happened along the way when the Andro got found in, in McGuire's locker at first and then the mm-hmm. questions started to come and then it's you know, there was reason for suspicion. When Bonds was doing what he was doing, we were all aware of what he was doing. Yeah. The Balco stuff was there right then and there. So we all knew what was going on there. And, and, and Barry Bonds, we saw a change from what he was in, in, in terms of his body to what he became. So that's, I think, what – and plus, Bonds is the one that ends up with the record, so you're going to get more attention there. And the other thing, Gordon, is we were just enamored and grateful to have baseball back after the strike. Absolutely. And so now we got oh a home run chase. Ooh, wow, this is even this is this couldn't be better to bring back baseball. Oh, we're mm-hmm. back and the sport is back. And <laughs> what a coincidence, right? <laughs> and, oh man, this this is just what we wanted in baseball. Yeah. And and I'm sure you know, there were people in baseball that were aware of that and benefited from it and didn't want to do anything about it until it was in front of everybody's faces and everybody reacted a certain way. It wasn't so much that they felt strongly that they had to get rid of these steroids as much as they are selling a product and it was bad for the product to be seen in that light. Right. So they wanted to make sure that they seemed like they were coming down hard on it and everything else. But look, in terms of the clean record, I think you have to wipe out all those guys. When you're talking about Aaron Judge, is it Barry Bonds, 73 home runs? No, but Barry Bonds was doing something that we are assuming, and maybe we're making a mistake here, that... Aaron Judge is not doing that. Aaron right. Judge, by all accounts, is is a clean player. So if you're if you're trying to compare the two, and one person is clearly cheating, well, then I think you kind of have to throw that one out. As great as it is, I don't think that that can be part of the comparison. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, by the way, the Yankees tied the game while we were chatting. They did. Look at that, a little uh, extra run there. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden, some offense again. Who who saw that coming? And who knows? Now you might get the chance to see Aaron Judge do it tonight. We could. Well, they, they, they have to throw him a pitch. <laughs> well, so unless he comes yeah. up with the bases loaded. And even if he, well, if he comes up with the bases loaded, they'll have to throw him a pitch. They'll have but, to do something. They will have to do something. But they'll have to load. The, I, I don't know. IKF made the last out there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he'll definitely get in a bat in the ninth inning. That's right. Ooh. 1-800-919-3776. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. 
I liked the bat leadoff. Gordon, that was a great remark. This game could go 16 innings as long as uh, the bases are loaded and Judge comes up because, boys, the worm is turned. They're not pitching to him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that they'll give him anything to hit. You know, no. maybe once in a rare while they'll give him one pitch, but they gave him one. Yeah. Pitch. The reliever that came in before, uh, I forgot his name, but he gave him one pitch when it was a two and zero count. He gave him a pitch that was a good. He could have hit that, and uh, yeah, know, but it. That's Gordon, fine, for but. the last ten days, talking to you on Saturdays and so, and you always say the same thing, which is correct. Why would you pitch to him? I, don't know. I have no idea. I why mean, you pitch to him. there's no reason to. I, listen. And he's going to get it. It's only a matter of when. But I'll tell you something. <clears throat> I'll tell you something. I would go, you know how he kidded with the Moutier and, and those guys, Larry? <laughs> yeah. I'm driving over now and picking up uh, from Florida. I'm going to drive up and take Chapman wherever he wants to go. <laughs> I had it with him. I can't, I can't watch him pitch. No, he's, he's, he's not mean, been good. Really Clay tough. Holmes has not been good. Uh, I mean, they all have had their – they've all kind of had their issues. You know, the Yankees do not have what... a closer right now. So that is a, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, one more thing, boys. I've told you both this over the years with, with uh, Cole. And, and Cole's a horse. He's going to take the ball every time, you know. But I, I told you about a guy I knew, the double-A team in Altoona, and he said the guy's got great stuff but always has a bad inning. And, uh, he, you know, I'll give him credit for taking the ball every time, but, boy, I'll tell you, I don't know, the Yankees, whatever, where they wind up, they're going to likely get the buy. That pitching is going to be integral, and I don't see it. That's, I'm really uh, upset about that they don't have a, a closer, you know, a starter. You know, an ace. They don't have an ace. Cole's not an ace. He's getting paid like one. Yeah, they don't have an ace. They don't have a closer. There's lots of problems with the bullpen. The offense is very sporadic outside of Judge. But Thanks, other Mike. than that, they are locked in. <laughs> uh, he's not so he, – listen, he can have one bad inning, Gordon, but he's got to minimize it. Yeah, that's – Nobody's perfect. Right. We get it. All right? Nobody's perfect. It's – it's not easy being Scherzer and DeGrom, Gordon. It's not. It's not, you know. And, and Cole was in that conversation before he came to the Yankees. And he had a decent year last year. He wasn't he bad did. last he year. He did until he got All hurt. Right. I mean, he finished second in the Cy Young, so yeah, that's a good he, season. But, he was okay. But yeah. but you got to minimize the damage. You can't allow four or five runs. You can't, if you give up the solo home run, I get it. You're around the, you're around the plate. They, you throw strikes, you're going to give up solo shots. Not a problem. You just can't give up two and three, <laughs> especially in the yeah. postseason. That's, that is an issue. Yeah, I mean, he's not very reliable. And even in outings where he looks like, okay, he's, he's on his game tonight, all of a sudden things will go sideways very quickly. So when you're coming up with the list of concerns with the New York Yankees, absolutely, Garrett Cole is on the list. Now, I don't know that he is the number one thing on the list. He's pretty high up there, though. He's pretty high. He's pretty high. And once again, we don't forget. And we remember what you were in Boston last year. That takes you a we, don't forget. we all said it at the time. It's going to take him a long time to live that down. And he has not lived that down yet. The only way he will be able to ever live that down is to have a postseason where he is locked in and he is, he is that ace that you're looking for.
Oh, what a gun by Judge. Yeah, even though you won't oh. pitch to Judge, he will still make plays. That's why oh. he's the MVP. Just a beautiful throw from right field. Oh, on the Looked rope. like a short double off the wall, and uh, Judge oh. able to nail the runner at second base. So instead of man on second and nobody out, there's one out and nobody on. And we'll see if Clay Holmes can get a couple more outs here before he gives oh. him a run. I mean, on the fly, Gordon, yeah. waiting for him. I oh. mean, he's a, he's a sensational oh. outfielder. Oh. He's a sensational oh. outfielder. How about the gold Great glove, one. too? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, center why not? And right. Yep. <laughs> he's been, man, he's been something else. 1-800-919-3776. Come on, we got, we got more conversation. We'll talk a little football as well next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> If you ever want to be critical of the front office, they hold on to their prospects well past the height of their value. They did it with Gary Sanchez. Now they've done it with Andujar. They did it with Clint Frazier. And now Andujar, a guy who should have won the Rookie of the Year the year he finished second, had over 50 doubles, hit 290-plus. People were asking for him. They held on to him. And now nothing. You got nothing for him. Designated for assignment to make room for Zach Britton. That's going to disappoint a lot of Yankee fans who always felt Andujar never really got a run. Gordon, the floor is yours. what's, What's to say, right? I mean, look, I will say this. Um, It's not all the Yankees' fault. There was bad circumstance because of his injuries. The fact that he doesn't have a defined position certainly didn't help getting him back in there. But, I mean, that point is true. I mean, think about – Larry, think about all the calls we took Mm -hmm. about trades between between, uh, either Glaber Torres certainly was one of them – uh, Clint Frazier was another one, and Duhar. Those guys, they could have gotten anything for them because at the end of the day, they really didn't get anything for them. I know that Sanchez was traded for, for IKF and, and for Donaldson, but they certainly did not get peak value. And as we always talk about, the, the key of scouting is always about scouting your own talent more than the other teams, and the Yankees did a bad job knowing what their, their player's actual value was. Because at the end of the day, you just released them. Yeah. And that's, that had to shock you because we were just having the conversation where you wanted him to be in the lineup every day right. for a couple of weeks so you could see what you see, have. For Let's once make and the- for all. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure that he will have suitors. I'm sure teams will be interested in giving him a chance. It does hurt that he does not have a position. Like he did okay in left field. But he doesn't, he's not really a left fielder. He was never a third baseman. So he's kind of a DH. So maybe that will limit the amount of teams that will have interest in him. But it was not that long ago the guy had 50 doubles. I know. You would think that, that, that that's not a fluke. But the same thing with Clint Frazier. You know, Clint Frazier, everybody's, oh, well, Clint Frazier never hit. No, he had times where he did hit. In 2020, he had a stretch where he had an OPS of over 900. So it's, uh, it's very frustrating that, you know, for all the young bombers, it feels like it's like closing of a door almost. If the Yankees mm. exit the postseason this year uh, it quickly, as it looks like they will based on how they're playing, you know, 2017 it was the young bombers leading you to this new wave of Yankee success. Yeah. If Judge leaves at the end of this year and the Yankees are out quickly, that window of opportunity will be slammed shut. The baby bombers, huh? Yeah, the baby bombers got old fast. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was. I gotta tell you, I was surprised that Andujar just designated for assignment. I just thought they'll send him back down. Well, I mean, look, he had requested a trade. I can understand why he wanted a trade. He he really he never things never lined up properly again, like between injury and his performance. Because I mean, you have to be fair; his performance was not good. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But there was a bunch of other people whose performance was not good either. Yeah, unfortunately, it's about getting the best out of your players, and they yeah. did not. They clearly did not do that with with Miguel Andujar. Yeah, so I was a little surprised at that. Uh, Aaron Boone was on the Michael K. Show today, as he is every Thursday at four. Yes, and the question, one of the questions the guys asked him was about that bullpen and just <laughs> what is he going to do with people coming in and going and coming and struggles. What's going on with the bullpen, Skip? I think we're just going to match up as best we can. The one thing about Clay lately where he has gotten hurt, he's still kind of dominating righties. Lefties have given him some problems of late. So, you know, maybe it's trying to get him in, in those best situations. So whether that's the ninth inning on a given day, depending on who where we are in the lineup, whether that's the seventh inning, you know, we're getting Efros back, who's a little more of a neutral guy, obviously getting Britt back in the mix, Lowe, who's been doing a good job of getting both handed out, Trevino's, who's who's kind of more of that righty guy, righty on right guy that we like. You know, Clark Schmidt's done a really nice job, especially he's, you know, he's also a lot more dominant against right-handed hitters. So we're just going to, you know, hopefully these guys can complement one of one one another enough to where we can just put them in, in spots in the order where we think they can be the most successful and, and they can kind of support each other. Now, once again, this was before the game tonight. Yes, obviously. <laughs> Asterisk on Clark Smith. <laughs> it just but, doesn't feel like know. they have anybody that they can count no. on night in and night out. It feels Everybody's like, struggling at the same yeah. time. Uh, and not everybody is is bad every single time, but everybody has had their blips here over this last month or so. You know, just when it looked like Clark Schmidt was really developing last couple of times out, not so much. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, that's a major problem. Yankees have two things that they, they cannot win without. For all the focus that we have on starting pitching and defense and base running, all these different things, it's about the offense and it's about the bullpen. The Yankees need both of those things to be locked down that's how they're built. They're built to pound you with, with, with runs, and when they get a lead, they can go to a bullpen that's locked down, and neither of those things have lined up here in a very long time. It is just so amazing to watch the crowd with judges at bat, right? It's, it's everybody standing. It's the Maris family standing. It's judges family standing. It's both dugout standing. It's just, you know, Gordon, I feel like I should be standing. Maybe stand up, Larry. Come on, let's stand up. You never know. Maybe that'll change the luck. I'll say this: that he has certainly gotten some pitches to hit in this at bat. For certainly more than the other at bats tonight. Yeah, he has. He has. But once again, give him his credit. And I said it last night, Gordon. His his zone. He is not giving away his zone. Did he get it? Is that it? Uh, not quite. Oh. Oh, that, that that yes cameraman, that Fox cameraman. What are you doing, Fox cameraman? I thought that was it. He was showing me the Bronx sky, Larry. Oh, psyched us out. He did. Oh, you know, people in the in the in the crowd, they thought that was it, man. They had to think that was it. So, so flies out to deep center. So the Barnes. Yeah, he flew out to deep center, maybe a step away from the wall. The yeah. center fielder caught it. Yep. 
I mean, oh. it looked like he had it. It looked like that typical judge home run swing. Mm-hmm. He was watching it. He was looking. Is it? Is it? Is that it? Is this it? And it was not it. It's getting closer. Yeah. It's getting closer. What is it? Four oh eight to center. I think it is. Yeah. He hit to the probably wrong. Probably about four oh seven. Yeah. He should hit the should have went down the line. He'd been okay. Got to go. Got to go to right pull field. It a little bit more. Yeah. Got to pull gotta, it. You know, gotta go head opposite way. Would have been yeah, long. Basically gone. anywhere but there. Anywhere but there. <laughs> Anywhere but there would have been good. No doubt about that. Let's hear some more from Aaron Boone. Speaking of, well, before we get him to talk about Judge, I want to get his uh, his his thought process on what he's seen from the new kid, Bader. It's been exciting to see him get back and, you know, really have an impact in his first two games. He kind of, the, the athleticism has kind of jumped off the screen I think and and seeing him move around the outfield and seeing him be a spark in, in the bottom of the lineup you know see how he's run the bases his speed um yeah it's it's been really good to have him back he's been chomping at the bit and uh you know hopefully he can be a difference maker for us we really believe that in the center of the diamond he's he's got a certain style to him Gordon and there's only been a couple of games right so we're not you know we're not crowning him the great center no. fielder of the Yankees but he's got a certain style. And one of the things he did, which I found interesting, was on a play that he was throwing to third, mm-hmm. how he, he caught up. the he ball, how he lined it, himself up. up to yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. How he lined himself up to put his body in position to get that. that that's an experienced center fielder. I haven't seen um haven't seen uh, uh your your Aaron the Hicks. other Aaron do that. No, no, <laughs> and uh, I don't think you're going to be seeing uh, the other Aaron do that anytime soon. There should not be any reason that he's out there in center field anytime soon. Now that we've waited for to see Bader for this length of time, and yeah, he's you know play. his speed has made an impact in the game. Certainly, his defense you expect to make a a major impact in the game. So yeah. uh, he is what you were waiting for. You paid a pretty good price in terms of what you gave up to get him. So mm-hmm. hopefully, he does have uh, an impact here for this Yankee team. But again, as great as the defense is. It's about the offense right now. Got to get yeah. some offense for this team consistently. It doesn't really feel like outside of Aaron Judge. Because here's the thing. Like the Red Sox, they have nothing to play for, right? No. And no. they're pitching around them. What yeah. do you think is going to happen when you get to the playoffs? Oh, yeah. I mean, nobody's going to pitch to the guy. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. Not at all. And why would you? Why, why would you? Exactly. So, you know, unless Anthony – it's going to be up to Anthony Rizzo and Glaber and Donaldson and – and Stanton and all these guys to to get rolling come October and and if they get rolling then then they might be forced to actually throw some pitches to Aaron Judge but at this point with what you've seen out of the rest of the Yankee order here in the second half of the year why would you ever the only thing it's like everybody's been late to the game not everybody but the teams yeah. have been late to the game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we've all been talking about it for weeks yeah. why are you why are you pitching to this guy why why True. but they but did now, it yeah but now it's do I want my name attached to this record? Yeah, see, I feel like I, – look, I'm not anywhere close to a professional athlete, and obviously their level of uh, com- competitive spirit is higher. I don't know, man. I, it, it feels like – I feel like I can get this guy out. And you mm-hmm. know what? If he, if he hits me, especially for the Red Sox, if he hits me, well, then I'm going to have a piece of history that I can always show my grandkids. Well, the great Aaron Judge, he hit home run – because – Home run at 61 is not going to be the one I don't think that everybody's going to – I think it's going to matter, like, what his eventual number is. That's what yeah. you remember. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Gordon, I have a question for you. I want you to think about it. All right. How do the Marist family feel? Do they are, are they happy for him to break it? Mm-hmm. Do they do they still kind of want their dad or family member to still have the single season record as in the American League? If you were a Maris, how would you feel? We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, huh? at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. All right, Gordon, you have a couple of minutes to think about my question. How, how yeah. Do think, how do you think they feel? I would think that they would kind of feel good that the that their father's or their grandfather's name is being mentioned again, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. for a a good portion of the younger fan base of baseball, I mean, they know the name Roger Maris, but this might make them become more aware of his career and his his successes and everything else, not just a a random number that you know. So I think that they'd kind of be happy about that. I think they would be happy that the Yankee organization would have ties to the record again. It's not somebody from – some other organization, and also it kind of takes a little bit of the, the the name away from the guys who did it while cheating. So I mm-hmm. think that they would be kind of happy with it, no? Yeah, I think so, and and I think the last reason is the biggest one, that if it, it's somebody whom – because, listen, McGuire did a great job endearing himself to that family. You know, he yeah, was great I about mean, what, it. What he a, did. What a giant phony. I know. I know. I mean, you got like I, I would think back on that if I were the family and be like, "Here's this guy, you know, hugging us and everything else." And mm-hmm. It was a completely shady situation. Yeah, yeah. Fugazi, so, Larry it was Fugazi. Yeah. So for that reason, of course, I would say that that would be, um, you know, really good, and, and they're happy about that part of it. But I mean, uh, they couldn't you know, be upset that somebody's no, passing no. it, right? Because a, a, no. a bunch of people have passed it before. Have already passed it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they'd rather be a Yankee player. I think they'd rather – I agree with what you said. They'd rather be a Yankee player and whatnot. But, you know, it's um, – I don't know what their relationship – I would assume they have a good relationship with the Yankee organization and the Steinbrenner family and all these type mm-hmm. of things. So yeah. um, I would think that they would be kind of happy that the, the – the you know, it's not a record per se because other people have passed it, but the number 61 – you know, American League record, I guess, is 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 kind of staying in the same organization. Right. Yep. Yeah, they should be happy. Should be happy about that. So it'll be interesting. I just the reason why I thought of it, Gordon, is because uh, one of the ladies in the booth, when the ball was hit, she grabbed <laughs> she grabbed both family members on either side, and it's like she was bracing for it to go, and it's like, uh, 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 oh, okay, it didn't go. Okay, all right. So, so it's it's we. We got away. Look like we might be back here tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I, you know I, that, that's an aspect of it. I don't know. Like maybe there's a part of them that's like, well, you know what? I gotta go to the. You know, I got my PT tomorrow. I gotta get to the store for this. I got other things. Like I don't have time to keep going to games every single day. Maybe that's part of it because that you know I'm sure for them there's a real life aspect to it. Sure, that's fun absolutely. at first. But, yeah. you know, oh, we got to go to the Yankee game again today. We don't have a choice here. So uh, maybe there's some aspect of that. I'm not sure. Yeah, that, that's a good point. All right, so let's talk. 
because you can't talk Aaron Judge, Gordon, without talking about contracts, all right? Yeah. So we're going to hear from Jeff Passan, and we're going to hear from our Ryan Rucco, who was on KJM this morning. We'll start with Ryan Rucco, and this is Rucco on Judge having the seasons he, he's having in the contract year. Here's Ryan Rucco. It's been incredible. I think that probably is one of the most underrated parts of all of this, is that he's having this historic season while he seemingly should have a lot of pressure on him, right? I mean, this is a guy who, you know, turned down 200-plus million guaranteed dollars before the season, who had had some injury issues, not last year, but, you know, in some of the seasons prior, and yet has absolutely flourished in a way that, you know, we've never seen a player perform before perhaps since you know Babe Ruth uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why you don't look at these moments and say oh okay now 61 and the pressure of being this close is going to get to him because he's played with this pressure all season long and he has absolutely thrived all right let's hear now from Jeff Passan on judges free agency value I don't think it would be a mistake to suggest Aaron Judge has made himself at least $100 million during the season. And that's a ridiculous number to consider, seeing as he turned down a contract for $213.5 million. But there are teams out there outside of New York that see his performance this year and truly believe that he could be a centerpiece for their franchise going forward. Now, what they have to understand is it's not going to take average annual value. It's not going to take years. It's going to take both of them, but we've seen the New York Yankees in the past step up when they want to get a guy. They did it for Garrett Cole at nine years and $36 million a year, and Aaron Judge is as integral a player to any team in baseball. The fact is, the New York Yankees without him this year, Anthony Rizzo was telling me yesterday, they feel like they would be 30 wins lower than they are right yeah. now. If not more. <laughs> If not more, Gordon, 30 is a conservative amount. Conservative amount, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he has been carrying the team now here in the entire second half. He has been. He has been. He's been doing a great job of doing it, too. There's no doubt about it. So let's go now, Gordon, because this was fascinating to me when I heard it. Aaron Boone comments on Michael possibly not calling judges 61st or 62nd home run. Here's what the scale yeah, is. Honestly, I desperately would love for you to call it. Um, I'm not going to oblige that, but, um, um, man, I, look, I want him to get it out of the way. We might have to go, you know, bootleg and have you just do a reenactment so we have it, uh, you know, in the annals forever. But um, it, that honestly is very unfortunate to me. They could do it like they did in the old days, Gordon. Put him in the studio. <laughs> I believe I saw Michael tonight in center field with a giant fan. <laughs> keeping that that one in the ballpark. Yeah, that's probably why it didn't go. Right. <laughs> like Lenny Randall back in the day along the third that's baseline, right. you know? That's right. Yeah, my guy Lenny. That's right. That's for sure. See, But here's the interesting thing, Gordon. Like, suppose it happened Sunday night. When he's doing K Rod. Oh well, that look, that's fair. Just have A Rod shut up for a second and let K do his his, his home run call. Come See, on, that would be no, that, look. Here here's the deal, right? They have the game. Do they have the game Saturday? They do. Yes, it's yeah. Saturday. Okay, so if he's got the game Saturday, he's got one day. So, so he's he just got to live through one more day. And he's good. 
And he's so good. 60, 61, he does Saturday. Yeah. 62, he does on ESPN Sunday night. Exactly. Done. Or, I mean, it might very well go to next week. Yeah, well, they kind of, I think they wanted to do it on the homestand, though. You would like it to be on the homestand, but at the end of the day, we, as long we as can't predict done. these things, right? <laughs> so, yeah. he look, he, he's, he's in good shape. And you would think if he doesn't get 61, he'll probably get 62. Yeah. And which one would you rather both. have? Would you rather have 61 or would you rather have 62? I'd rather have both. <laughs> well, I think you'd rather have 62, I think. Yes, you'd rather have 62. There's no question about it. And, and that would after, be the record. If, if whenever he gets, if he gets, assuming, he, you know, he fouled one tonight off his foot. I'm like, could you imagine all of a sudden oh, he no, like breaks it and he's no. out for the season? Stop. Oh, my God. That would be disaster. Stop. But if, if, if you get past this weekend, right, say he hits 61 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. From that point on, Michael's going to call all of them the rest of the way. Yes. So right. he'll hit 62, he'll hit 63, you know, whatever he ends up hitting, Michael will mm-hmm. have them all. He just has yeah. one more day. And look, Michael, things have, have worked out okay for Michael in life. Yeah. You know, yeah, things been, have, have done, he's done very well. He deserves it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know, things have worked out well for him. Yeah. So I'm, I think things will work out well. The only thing is, is that it is so fitting that baseball would have this happen to him. <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing that that's the only little glimmer of, you know, darkness that I feel about the situation. Yeah, they put the they always find their way to put themselves <laughs> they always, in this situation. They always find their way <laughs> in these situations, Larry. You know, if, if if anybody was going to find themselves in this spot, it's baseball. It would be MLB. It mm-hmm. would be perfect. Oh, you know, he's going to have a streaming service. He's got the game. Watch him hit perfect. four home runs tomorrow night all on <laughs> Apple TV. <laughs> It's the greatest home run performance in the history of baseball, and nine people saw it on Apple TV. Ever. Yeah. Well, they'll have more than nine people. but Yeah, of course. Everybody will be watching. A lot more folks will be watching. A lot more folks. Uh, Browns have stretched their lead now, 23-14, but as we saw last week with the Jets, there's a lot of time left. Right. It's not two <laughs> minutes left, right? And, eight and minutes it, left. And if there's two minutes left and Mitch Trubisky starts throwing the ball all over the place and leads the comeback, I'm sure Steeler fans will say, let's sign Mitch Trubisky to a long-term contract. Oh. He's our answer at QB, Larry. Yeah, of course he is. Course. Like Jet fans are saying about Joe Flacco. Not all of them, Not but all. there's more Not than all. enough of them. Yeah. It's there, troubling the amount enough. of Jet fans that are saying that Joe Flacco, if he plays well this week. Well, he hasn't played well so far. I don't know why all of a sudden people would be saying he's going to play well this week. He played well for two minutes on Sunday. That's all they needed. That is all they needed. That's, <laughs> That's all they perfect. needed. I think they're going to need more than that in the future. Well, I think they will. And I just think, too, and as we discussed it last night, Gordon, and we'll turn our attention to some football next hour, is, is it's the fact that they were in the game. And, and remember, this is for Jet fans. Gordon, this is a low bar in a sense. Okay, we're in the game. I mean, they got they were destroyed week one. Destroyed. It wasn't even like it wasn't even the conversation. So they're on the road. They're in a game. They, they, once again, the defense played decent first half. Yeah. Held the running game down. They're in the game fourth quarter. And and you know, they just feel like here's an opportunity. We were in the game and we found a way to win. Let's not jinx it. Bring that guy back. <laughs> bring that guy back. We got to bring him back. Gordon, we, we can't lose him. He was perfect. Look what he did. But, he, I mean, to me, what it would be is, well, I can't wait until Zach Wilson gets back because look at how well the offensive line played on Sunday. We thought that Joe Flacco was going to be a sitting duck. He wasn't a sitting duck. The offensive line held up. 
against the Browns' pass rush. Or Garrett Wilson. Man, I can't wait till Zach Wilson gets back, and he's going to have Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore at this running game, and if the defense can do... But that's not what's happened. It's almost like maybe these are the people that actually kind of already doubt Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. and that's why that they're twisting and turning and kind of coming up with scenarios where Joe Flacco could be the long-term answer? I don't know, but it's very bizarre. It's the Flack, it's it's the Wilson they saw last year and they're not sure if he's gotten any better. They're scared. Well, th- that's fair. I get that. And if, and if he's scared. not any better than last year, well, then you definitely have a Zach Wilson problem. But the answer, even then, will not be Joe Flacco. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Maybe for a couple of weeks it might be. <laughs> we'll continue the discussion next on 98.7 ESPN.